Hello and welcome to the Perk Cast, episode 11, with a title to be determined slash in progress slash <laughs> we'll make it up later. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Andrew, here with co-owners of Perk, Allen and Coconut Butt, Philip, uh, and we are joined this week by Perk Extraordinaire, for, uh, who will learn about your story, this, uh, Jesh. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you having me on. <laughs> so, uh, Jesh, it's I, I don't know if we've had a conversation in a group like this at all since uh, since I've been part of the team. So I, I'm pretty excited to have you because I know I've I've seen you on a lot of Monday calls, but this is now I get to actually learn about you and uh, share it with everybody. So do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've been in coffee relatively for, I guess, a short period of time compared to a lot of our peers here, only since 2019. Uh, it was a later in life career change for me. Uh, and uh, I started out by uh, opening up a shop in Columbus, Georgia with the old acquaintance. And uh, we ran the thing there and got my, that was my introduction to, to coffee. Uh, and, uh, because of COVID, we had to shut down the business. So I was unemployed there for a few months. But while that time period was happening, uh, with the coffee shop I was involved with, I was mainly focused on food and seasonal drinks and seasonal food items. But when COVID started, I just like fell super deep into coffee. Uh, I was trying to learn as much as I can since we had a lot of free time, obviously, during that time. I mean, I was, like, every day, just, like, I was on certain, like, coffee programs, learning you know, espresso theory and trying to dive in on why, why we do the things that we do, you know, uh, like, looking at molecular level and, and things like that. Then I started to, like, just buying as much coffee as I can from like as much roasters as I can and just tasting as much as I can. I had a good time. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I really want to work in coffee now. Uh, so uh, it was in that time period, I, I, like I had two kids and my youngest was like only a few months old. And I was like, yeah, coffee is the thing I want to do. It's exciting. Uh, and uh, I started just looking for coffee jobs in Georgia. And I saw that was hiring baristas for their first Atlanta shop, uh, which is the Eastlake location. And uh, yeah, and uh, I got hired on as a as a shift lead barista for Eastlake location. It was uh, we opened it was twenty twenty was when we opened that shop. Yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of like how I started there with Perk. Your your Perk origin since, story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. That's how you came to Perk. That's like when you got bitten by the spider. So this is like now. Now you start finding out your superpowers, though. This, uh, no copyright because this is just a generic superhero I'm coming up with. Yeah, I, it was awesome. Like that first time period of like opening that shop. It's like so. I was still living in Columbus. So I was driving and like both ways to work, uh, and I still remember like one of my first training days uh, and 
shot of Brazil, just like our Brazil legender. And at that point, I was like with espresso, I was only very familiar with another roasting company's like their standard uh, espresso blackout. And so remember that Brazil legender, I was like, man, the straight melted chocolate bar. Uh, it like blew my mind. And then a shot of the salsa, the Ethiopia, the nature of Ethiopia, like that was wild to me uh, when I first started. Uh, and on drip was like crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we open up middle of COVID, serving outside of the window. Yeah, rocked it out. I really saw a team back then. And so you started as a lead barista. What's happened? since then because i know you're not a lead barista anymore yeah, yeah so it was a shift lead at that time okay uh, shift yeah and uh, so i was there for a few months uh, they leave the company for for a little bit uh, and mainly it was it was at that time a little kind of hard to find uh, somewhere to stay in atlanta somewhere to live so sure it was a little it's a long drive then yeah so at that point i left the company a little bit and a few months later, I called up Alan. <laughs> I think it was Penny's birthday, actually. Like, when I called you, I didn't know. You are like, oh, it's Penny's birthday today. I'm like, oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was like I had heard that Savannah was, like, in the talks of trying to reopen uh, the shop in Savannah, but not in the hosting space, but in the, uh, the space next to it that's just separated by a door and, and a brick wall. So I just called Alan and I was like, hey, like, I'd love to, to talk about managing it if you'd like to consider me. I think you actually asked, like, would it, would it be okay if I, if I applied <laughs> to that? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, uh, so it, it worked out, you know, after a couple of interviews and uh, I packed up my family and moved down to Savannah. I'd only been to Savannah one time prior to moving and that was to go down there and like i'm like at least i need to put some eyes on the city before i move <laughs> so we went down there then i got to meet philip like in person uh, in the shop well not like meet for the first time i know we had met when h2 opened when east like opened uh, yeah we moved got to manage uh, the shop and uh, reopen like a temporary bar situation and that empty space, we just wanted to go ahead and start serving coffee, like, as soon as we can. We have that space available to us. Uh, I feel like that's, that's around when I first met you or knew you, because you were, you were managing, that was the pop-up, they, you, we yeah. called it, right? Perk pop-up, yeah, so that's when yeah. I, I didn't realize you had just come back at that point, and that, I, I, I thought you were basically around since the beginning. <laughs> the, inse- the inception of i mean you were right you were but yeah yeah uh, that was some fun times too i mean we had to like we like got some stuff together like got a random mini uh, and we started with uh, like a Marconi grinder the peak like the older peak and then eventually we got like the grind by way e65 and i mean a really sick setup for a pop-up you know uh and got to hire a little team and and train them. A lot of newcomers to the coffee. Uh, yeah, rock it out there for about a year. Right, Philip? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was awesome. It, it was really to just interject. You know, being able to get to spend a lot of time with Jesh has been awesome. Uh, I definitely miss having him just just uh, in the desk next to me. Uh, you know, one of the things that's super special about Jesh, amongst a lot of things, is how uh, how he sets the culture of a team, and it's something that is. It's one of those things. There's lots of things that you can teach. We talk about the the tools that you can teach people uh, uh, to manage or to be a barista or these kind of things. But there's an innate like uh, leadership ability and like this culture setting where he uh, leads a team. It's just it's just awesome to watch and and uh, and uh, it's infectious. So it's it's so awesome, awesome, awesome to have have you on the team, Josh. Yeah, I don't mean to gush, but Jesh yeah. is the best. <laughs> no. There's other people that are the best too, but Jesh is Jesh is right up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we Philip and I lost track of time, plenty of times working, you know, there and sitting next to each other. We get on a topic, and I heard the the Brad podcast, and it was like what you mentioned, Alan, of like Philip, like I got an idea. <laughs> and like then we're just like for like two hours talking about you know some ideas for for perk shop you know like the the new bar that we we're starting to design and stuff so yeah yeah it's it'd be interesting to go back and think about which ones survived and which ones which one didn't <laughs> i still want to add the like lotto balls where people that don't know what they're going to order spin the balls and we pull out a ping pong ball and whatever number is associated with whatever drink they have to get. That'd be that'd be an interesting thing, actually. <laughs> Alan might might not be on board, but or like a, like a wheel of fortune, they spin the wheel. And yeah, it's that's like, like oh, a, you you're know, you... a cappuccino. <laughs> uh oh, decaf. Uh oh. Uh oh, bad times, latte. It's like the bankrupt. You can redraw one Sorry. time. <laughs> how oh, someone funny. comes in and gets a perk shake that they weren't ready for yeah that's a good one <laughs> right. though It'll change your whole day yeah yeah no that'd be what they'd be happy <laughs> what's what's the perk shake since we're you, you bring up a drink yeah uh, perk shake is uh, like coffee milkshake um, mm. we we have like an espresso frozen espresso some nice and creamy ice cream and Oh man, and some good time syrup. So it's almost like our good times, uh, but in a milkshake form. Uh, not for the lactose intolerant folks. <laughs> no, no when Josh says some ice cream, it, it's two thirds of a pound of ice cream. Like it, the, the thing is serious. It's a milkshake for sure. Like, yep. milk, so yeah, yeah. But oh, hey, man, you know, some a... people, yep. some people like even in the morning, you know. We, have some people who love to get it like eight o'clock in the morning, you know, and that's great. Yeah. A lot, no of, lot of caffeine, a lot of sugar. <laughs> so, so just after that, yeah. Go. So you make your, uh, Amber is currently managing, right? H2, uh, and, or Eastlake and Amber is then promoted to director of retail, which leaves an opening for a potential opening for a manager at Eastlake and that's when everything changes. 
<laughs> yeah, Jesh, you take you take over. That's the end of yeah. episode one. <laughs> Just strikes back. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, our fearless leader Amber, uh, like her and I were having a conversation, and she was telling me about how, like, you know, there was a couple open positions up there. And it was just casual, you know, we we're just having like a, a normal check-in. And to be honest, personally, I have been trying to move to Atlanta for like 10 years. Like I had always wanted to, to live up there. You know, I lived in Columbus for a while, got married. My wife's from Columbus and uh, it took a while for us to kind of like want to leave that area, you know, because of different circumstances. But I had the itch to like move to, to Atlanta, to the city and, so Amber had mentioned to me about, uh, uh, you know, there were some opportunities up there and I was just like, what if I, what if I come up to Atlanta and I remember just kind of like, I guess it was very unexpected. Like, obviously, like I just moved to, to Savannah with the fam and, and I just kind of was like, I'd do it. I'd come up if you have me. And so, yeah, worked out. I, uh, Again, grabbed my family and we and we moved to Atlanta. We'd be in Savannah for about a year, so we became the GM for East Lake location, uh, which what you know we call internally H two, and uh, it is at that time was the the only shop with a full kitchen and like mm -hmm. dedicated kitchen staff. Uh, so it's kind of like a you know our big store uh, where we have a lot to offer there. Uh, like a really strong, like I would say like a nice stronghold of our like local area, like Kirkwood and, and Oakhurst, like always very busy shop and amazing support from the community. Um, so yeah, it was exciting to come up. And since I love food and I have background of like cooking and running already, like my little kitchen that I have with my old shop mm -hmm. was up for the challenge, you know, like I love it. You know, I love being able to deal with like extremely busy shops and the food aspect really and uh, allow me to play with like my creative side and like help create some, some food dishes or whatever. And, and also like some of our signature drinks and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I started there at H2. Uh, it was like 2021. And then, well, let, let's let's yeah. take an aside. Let's take an aside because talking about your creative dishes, and uh, I, I know that's that's something I want to talk about. Just because I've heard tell of them, but don't don't know exactly what all of them are like. You know, you need to narrate me through a taste experience the way Alan narrates me through what this <laughs> cup of coffee tastes like. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so I mean, the two that I I know off the top of my head are the Crunch Wrap and the Good Times Latte because they're kind of like signatures at this point um and i i think you are the mastermind behind those but you can tell us about anything that you that you want to talk about really right sure well i'm not gonna take your favorite good times i didn't do the good times that's like okay okay that's our main like most popular drink like everyone loves good times so good and uh yeah i, I was not involved with that okay okay but yeah i have like <laughs> other drinks and food items. I guess with food, I'll talk about the successful ones. <laughs> We've had ones that, uh, that I think are good, but you know, like it, it, it doesn't sell too much and sure. that's okay. But like we, you know, we love being creative and throwing out a couple of things to, to serve for a while. But uh, so like we start off with doing the deluxe, which is like the, 
like my take on a, a McGriddle kind of, uh, but like big boy, like you don't need to eat anything for hours and <laughs> got to take a nap after. Uh, yeah, we like French toast, brioche bun, uh, cook up two sausage patties, uh, and sausage is like fantastic. I love our sausage. And some American cheese, and we do like a folded egg. Uh, so we stack it, you know, and then we uh, cover the bread with some maple syrup on the inside. So it's sweet uh, and savory. It's super good. And we've had that in the menu now for, for a while. Uh, we did like a little fall French toast thing that was on there for a little bit. Uh, same thing, French toast with some like cinnamon apples on there, big jam, uh, pumpkin seeds. Uh, and then I guess I'll say our most successful creation was the crunch wrap, which was like so interesting how that came about. Like I, I grew up making like breakfast burritos in the house because uh, my parents used to do it all the time, like tater tots and, uh, and do it for the kids. So I'll do like a breakfast, like quesadilla or whatever. And one day I made one and I took a picture and if I'm not mistaken, I I think it was the same day Amber had texted me and was like, I've been thinking of doing like a, like a, a breakfast, like thing, like taco kiss. And I was like, I'm literally <laughs> been thinking of doing that too. Like I, and I sent her that picture and I was like, I literally just did this and I'm thinking about like how we can do this. Uh, so yeah, we started researching and like, Searching ingredients, and we came out with our crunch wrap, which uh, is like a tortilla. And then we do a world famous perk sauce in there. <laughs> and then we do hash brown cheese, uh, a soft scrambled egg, uh, and then bacon or sausage is an option for the customers. Uh, we wrap that up um, and get that pressed to get it all nice and crunchy and toasty. Uh, and we Always oh, exactly. like, get a Cholula hot sauce. It's like the crunchy and the gooey and a little spice to it. Mm. It is so good. Yeah. It's a good, like, <laughs> carry out item type of thing. Uh, but yeah, that has been extremely successful. And uh, like, I we released it. It's like it did fairly well for about like a week or two. And then we posted it on Instagram. And it was like night and day. Like yeah. after we posted on Instagram, we were selling so many crunch wraps that like at one point we even like ran out of tortillas and I'm like running to the store. <laughs> I'm like, we need tortillas ASAP. Uh, Cause like, I did not expect it to be like that uh, big of a growth of it. And it, like, yeah, it's been killing it ever since then. That's awesome. Um, nice. I just, just want to call out how, oh, sorry. Hang on. Before that, I want to call it how yeah. how rare it is. Well, so so first, like that that shop, which was our first you know first standalone shop, like having a food program that that is not an afterthought. Like we we take right. the food really seriously and churn out. I mean the the crunch wrap is incredible. The classic breakfast sandwich we've been doing there since we opened is it is the best breakfast sandwich in town. Like full stop. It is as good as it gets. Um, so having some, you know, essentially restaurant food that is phenomenal, you know, breakfast food and a coffee shop that is doing things like, and you mentioned the Sasaba, like there aren't a whole lot of places 
in the world you can go to get a natural Ethiopia espresso, or right now it's a, you know, a Costa Rica espresso, um, all of the time. And to have both of those under one roof is just, it's so, so rare. And then the kind of person that it takes to run that, like there aren't, there aren't a lot of coffee people who have a strong food background and there aren't a lot of food people who have a strong mm-hmm. coffee background. Like, so you're, you're one of those, you know, rare folks that that's able to manage all of that and, and keep it in balance. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's not ideal when the manager has to, you know, be at the espresso machine, you know, making drinks or in the, you know, in the kitchen making eggs, but at the same time, like everyone on the staff knows that you can and will do those things at any time. So, yeah, yeah, it just speaks to like, yeah, how special you are that you're able to do all of those things so well. And I've seen him do it while taking meetings at the same time as well. So he's also (laughs) able to do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I can can double test a little bit. I mean, I I say it all the time. I think I've told you, like, I agree with, like, Breakfast Sammy. Like, I don't know... And I, and I know I'm biased, obviously, but, like, what breakfast place, like, in Atlanta can you get, like, that coffee, the combination of, like, sick coffee and then of, like, cook-to-order fresh breakfast sandwich or crunch-up or whatever and have it in your hand in the busiest times, maybe, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you have breakfast and coffee, like, that quick. Like, there's other breakfast spots in Atlanta that I love dearly, like, um, but like I have to wait for forty five minutes, you know, before I get food, you know, like totally. And a lot of that credit goes to like an amazing staff, you know, that, that we have and I have like back of house in front of us. Like wine cooks can put out some orders easily, like no problem, no stress too. And they're just like knocking out these sandwiches. Uh, same with the baristas, you know. Like I think like we have like the top like baristas and and line cooks like in the city so because you know they handle the stress well and they knock it out yeah Yeah, i mean that was a hard process to get to that like we you know there was so eastlake is the shop that you know i I live in eastlake and it's the shop that like i want to go to and there was a period for probably a year where i would not go there on the weekend because if i did there's 100% 100% chance that I was going to end up sending my family home and I was going to throw an apron on and like go make some eggs because I mean it, it was you, you just couldn't add more load to it and and now we've you've been able to establish a team that, that has so many strong strong players on the team that they can handle that and most I mean you say 10 to 15 minutes but like it's usually like four and a half minutes and food yeah. and drink are both coming out and it's ridiculous yeah. it's awesome yeah. And yeah. just to back up a little bit of, you know, when we talked about starting retail shops and, and why the why of it, you know, we had been in business outside of our little sort of tasting room that was in the roastery. Uh, we had been in business for almost 10 years at that point. And throughout that process, we'd worked with a, a lot of really wonderful wholesale clients, but we, you know, I think it's been established on the podcast. I have a lot of ideas and almost every (laughs) one of those ideas were met with, well, this is why we can't do this. or this is why it's too hard or the customers 
aren't savvy enough to get this or they won't pay for this or a lot of underestimation of a customer base in my what I would think or a staff we can't we're not going to be able to do these things and so you know our shops and particularly Eastlake was started with this idea like yes we can we're going to shoot for we're going to figure out all the most amazing things that we wished a coffee shop would do and then work on processes to meet those the, that outcome rather than just say the outcome's too hard so we're not going to even consider what the process could be. So, I mean, we have the flight on the menu is something we don't talk about that's like awesome and really cool. We don't sell a ton of them, but for the folks I think that get them, uh, and then that's something we do too. We look at, we look at the data and see... We even were talking about this just the other day. These drinks are top sellers. Of course, the mocha and the latte are going to be top sellers. But that doesn't mean that the cold fashion and the flight don't have a place on the menu for the six people who walked in that day and were like, you know, so over the moon that they were able to get a flight at a coffee shop, which is yeah. I'm sure there are other places that have flights, but not not every coffee shop. You can you can get that and taste a lot of single origins and get a sense of what all the coffees they have. So and 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 this is all due in large part to Jesh and to Amber and their team. Uh, a lot of work on processes and also hiring good people and training good people. So. Uh, it all comes down to to people in in the end, and if the people are there, uh, and the you you say, hey, figure out how to make this happen, for the most part, by any means necessary, and uh, and uh, Jesh is going to make it happen, and he's going to then also say, and and what about this? And you're going to be like, yes, do that. <laughs> so uh, so so cool, uh, and you know, sit, I miss sitting around where. Uh, you know, every other day he'd bring me something to be like, Hey, taste this. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, I'd taste it. I'm like, what am I tasting? And he's like, Oh, it's just something I'm working on. You know, it's so cool. And speaking of which you have a new drink about to hit the menu, right? Or not a new drink. I'm sorry. A returning drink that uh, is a little bit of a Jesh yeah. specialty. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Tell Saturday, us about that. Yeah. Saturday, December 1st. I new uh, like winter seasonal drinks are coming out and one of them is one of my creations from a couple years ago because uh, it's their second time bringing it out uh, it's a coquito latte so like I love i mean like cr making drinks and like creating signature drinks to me is like a passion like i i love doing it so much um and like i love having the opportunity to have like the freedom of making some things and then collabing with like you know like amber and Allison seeing what they think but i love the challenge of like let's create a, a, a tasty seasonal drink that our baristas can efficiently make syrups uh it's just like the whole process right of like how you gotta think about making something but the coquito latte is coming out and uh that is just like you know obviously i'm puerto rican uh, I lived in Puerto Rico, and Coquito is our main winter drink, our seasonal, like, holiday drink. And it's like uh, uh, a riff on a, an eggnog, but uh, a lot of coconut flavors, uh, a lot of, like, spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, um, and rum in the real version. Uh, some good 
Bacardi, to me, it has to be Bacardi. Uh, Bacardi <laughs> so, like, I was like, I have to make a drink uh, based on that. It's like perfect time of the year. And so I was able to uh, find a way to make a uh, alcohol free pizza, <laughs> pizza uh, latte. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. You can bring your own cool. rum. You can bring your own rum. Yeah, I, I yeah. Have, I haven't had a Coquito. Is that like similar to a rum chata kind of flavor? Or yeah, 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 very similar. Like, like we make big batches of it, and we put them in bottles, and uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of like coconut milk, coconut cream, uh, you know, sweetened condensed milk, or if you want to make a vegan, sweetened condensed coconut milk, you can use yeah. as well. So yeah, I just try to get those flavors into a syrup form that we can use for a latte, and we've gotten really, really good feedback and response from it. Like. People like it, not just obviously my Puerto Rican uh, <laughs> fellow Puerto Ricans, but like it's a good flavor and it had some good response. Yeah, people love it, which makes me happy. You know, I was able to awesome. make it. It's awesome. It's such that a good drink. Super yummy. Yeah, we're good. Um, All right. And then All right. currently is the My Morning Jacket, which got this weekend to try it. That's it. What is it? You say? The My Morning Jacket. Uh, oh, okay. Drink this is the last weekend to try it, so better get it. Okay. What is that? What's off, in that? that one? Off. Tell the people uh, what's like, in that one. Uh, we use <laughs> the the black walnuts, yeah, <laughs> uh, like black walnut uh, flavors with vanilla and spices. Uh, that one I'm, I keep a secret because that one's <laughs> like close to my heart. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a trade secret. It's a perk secret. So. Yeah, it's we'll really that. <laughs> All right. So, well, so you so, yeah. so get into Grant Grant Park. Sorry, we that that is a fun like side side uh, detour to take. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that so the next stage after H two, uh, kind of a current stage really. Um, sure. Opening sure. now, new location for Perk in Grant Park. You wanna tell us a little bit about your transition to that and. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. We just opened uh, our Grant Park location uh, in October, uh, so super excited to be uh, in that neighborhood. So I'm also the GM there, so I'm running both our East Lake and Grant location. Uh, we started to get involved with that project a few months ago, uh, like in September, and just really assisting like uh, Amber and anything I can do to help on the on the build out process. Um, and uh, we have some amazing staff there. Uh, we got some really good leaders there as well. Uh, we have a, a barista who's been with us for a couple of years who went up the ranks as well. Barista, lead barista at Eastlake, and now she's the shop manager there, Emily Craft. So some really good leaders there. Uh, and yeah, we just opened up in October, and it's also our second shop that has a full kitchen. Uh, mm -hmm. with dedicated uh, kitchen staff there. And so we're cranking out crunch wraps uh, in Grand Park. So many crunch wraps. That shop yes. sells so, so many crunch wraps. <laughs> yeah. People like First week there, didn't we sell like more crunch wraps than Eastlake for like that weekend? Oh, wow. That Saturday, so. the first Saturday, yeah. it sold more Crunchwraps than Eastlake ever has in a day. It was crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember watching it. It was like, doop, 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 just kept selling them. Like, you know, that Crunchwrap yeah. ad sausage. That's a good. That's a good order. That was good. I, that, that I have was... a four. I have a four-hour drive home back to Savannah. So if I get a crunch wrap with a sausage, I eat half of it like as I'm starting my drive, and then set it down. And then like somewhere along the drive, I get hungry again, and I eat the rest of it. It's a perfect, uh, perfect four-hour, four-hour ride. I'm <laughs> jealous that you can do that. I, I would, I would have that idea in my head and like put it down, and then. A minute later, as I'm like, you know what? I'll just finish it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't eat anymore. So, so what are uh, some some special things uh, about Grant Park? Uh, I mean, I know there was a lot that went into the design process. I uh, just, I don't know if you want to start. How did you? How would you like to start? You want to walk us through um, either walking in, uh, sure, and a little like visual audio tour <laughs> yeah well I, I guess to those listening in if they're like not familiar like obviously uh grant park is right next to uh oakland cemetery uh which is like a big tourist area in atlanta people love going there uh i myself never had a chance to go until i started to be involved with the grant park project opening our location there and so uh, i need a quick detour nice on that on that because I'm not familiar with the area and that sounds crazy to me. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like the biggest cemetery and oldest cemetery, right, Alan? And oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's one of the well, oldest ones. One of them, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, what early early 1800s, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. So really nice area to walk, and so right next to there you have our location with a great parking lot, and um, so like when you walk in, some of the the big things that you notice, I would say, starting off is our branding. Um, uh, you know, it's like one of the first locations where uh, Brad had was from the beginning was involved with, you know, designing that area with branding and, and with Amber. And I think that is some uh, one of the big aspects is like how curated that space is and how much it looks like perk. You know, like when you walk in, you just like, yeah, this is a perk location uh and it's extremely inviting uh man we got that train coming yeah, that'll down. Down. That'll down, you, know the, you know the train it's the van train thing. yeah yeah but yeah when you walk in we got that first thing you see we have a like an awesome little merch area uh a retail area um but we have all of our uh offerings of retail bags of coffee that we're selling all lined up there and our merch uh and then when you walk in, you just see our awesome bar um, with the lighted up lightning bolt. Uh, everyone likes it. It's a really good architecture. And I think another thing that's extremely awesome with Grand Park is we have a really good uh, outdoor seating. I, I'd say it's like our biggest outdoor seating yet, which may change later but uh yeah like it's it looks great um it's covered and it's heated uh, and we have a sick mural out there too yeah grant park is so when philip and i first started really thinking about doing coffee shops uh you know we started thinking about doing atlanta you know as where we would open them grant park was you know one put my finger on the map of like where where we should open our first shop it was 
Grant Park. And in fact, it was actually in a building that is on the other side of the parking lot from from where uh, we ended up opening this one. But so for for people not from Atlanta who aren't familiar with Atlanta, you know, Atlanta is sometimes called a you know city in a forest. Like it's a really green city, and there's parks everywhere. And Grant Park, Grant Park's 130, 131 acres, something like that. Huge park. I mean, there's an entire zoo inside of it, uh, oh, wow. and you know, that that neighborhood, I mean, it's just got tons and tons of like trees and, and particularly, you know, there's live oaks everywhere, which Savannah, like that's the thing that, you know, I, I, you know, living in Savannah, like that's just one of the quintessential parts of Savannah is live oaks and, and like the Spanish moss hanging off yeah. and, and everything. And, yeah. um, and just kind of like the, the vibes of Grant Park just kind of resonated with kind of where Perk was in Savannah. And like, it just made total sense and uh yeah this this area is like where we wanted to be and actually because of uh like lease restrictions we couldn't open in the building we wanted to like we couldn't mm-hmm. we couldn't lease it uh and then as soon as uh an opportunity looked like it opened up it was i, I don't know it might have taken me five minutes to be on the phone with yeah, the person who told me no for years, like we can't lease this to you. Like, hey, it's time. Like, can, can we lease this now? Um, so, it, yeah, I mean, we really, really wanted to be in this neighborhood. It's such, such a good fit, and it's so cool to just, to just be part of a really iconic part of the city. That's a good fit for who we are and what we do. Yeah, and to add on to that, you know, this is this is our fifth shop, I guess, and and. I feel like this is the shop where everything came together. Like, I feel like we had H2 is really great. We worked with a designer on that and they helped us to organize or an architect, I guess. And they helped us to organize a lot of our thoughts and two with both getting those thoughts together and having them be jive with like who we were as a company, what we were doing with the rest of our brand. And then also even the vendors we were using for, whatever it might be, all the restaurant equipment and all building a bar and finding a contractor, all of those things, you know, we did that once. And then we did Virginia Highlands, which is our second shop. And that was done basically DIY by Amber and Alan in like two months. And, and that was really great, but that was a completely a retrofit. We really tried to get that one open as quickly as we could. And because of that, you know, we had, we made some concessions to be able to hit a timeline and, and it's a great shop. Don't get me wrong. And we put out all the same coffee drinks and, and all the, all the things that, that, uh, that shop needs to put out. Uh, and then at that sort of, then we kind of sort of worked with a contractor and DIY'd perk shop and kind of let lessons learned from a lot of that. Uh, I think that bar turned out really great when we when we went from being the the pop up in Berk shop to being a more permanent yeah. shop. I think the but we learned a lot of lessons there just building out that shop and and working on bar flow and you know all the heights that we want everything at and all the visuals and some of the so you can see the steps like if you go if you were to go I think from East Lake and then go to Virginia Highlands and then come down to Perk shop I think it's a logical progression that we really, all of it came together and Brad was on full time. He had created all the branding and the bags and all the things that you see. So then him putting that stamp on that and Amber knowing all the vendors and exactly how she wants the bar to be laid out. And then 
it's sort of a combination of a little bit of retrofitting and then a lot of uh, a lot of you know building and understanding of exactly what we wanted. Uh, I feel like it came together really amazingly. And then I think standing in there the first time, we had a real clear understanding of okay, these like we got to take down this wall, and we I think we knew we wanted to open it up and it would be open and to be you know more communal. And then to be bright and to be just have uh, energy. And uh, luckily, you know, paint goes a long way, too. I think that's <laughs> one thing that's really cool is we were able to get just what we want. And maybe we went a little bit over budget, probably because of me. Uh, but uh, but but we stayed on like, I think, too, like, I think we also kind of proved a little bit of a concept to ourselves. We can do really great things. And but we don't necessarily have to throw a gazillion dollars at it either. So uh, I think we moving forward uh, with uh, some shows down the line when we maybe talk about shops that we're planning. I think we have Grant Park gives us a really, really great sort of model of where to go from here. So really excited about that. There's not a lot of improvement that I think is needed uh, as far as as far as feeling like Perk, like just shed, and then hopefully having a bar that our baristas are happy and it can, 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 uh, the bar flows right for them to do what they need to do without a lot of kind of like who built this. <laughs> Cause I remember being a barista <laughs> way back in the day and every, when you work a system and a, a bar as many times as a barista has an opportunity, there's a lot of times to kind of keep running into the same corner or keep saying like, why do I have to go in here to get this? You know, or why, you know, these are, you know, 15 steps and coming behind somebody that doesn't need to happen. So all of those yeah. things, I think we've talked about this and we actually recently added it to, to our, to our, um, to our core values is this idea of constantly improving and tr constantly trying to, to look at how do you make incremental changes and, pro and progress. And uh, Alan introduced me to an idea called uh, Kaizen, which, uh, which is exactly that. And, uh, and so really cool stuff. Uh, really excited for our, our future bars because this one is, uh, feels really right. Yeah. I mean, Probably so <laughs> everyone involved with like the decision-making of efficiency and workflow, like everything is so intentional. Uh, like obviously we have a lot of experience with our previous bars, but I just love that aspect of like how intentional everyone involved is on trying to make sure that the the workflow for our teammates, for our baristas is comfortable. Uh, they're able to do their job successfully, safely, and efficiently. Uh, and I think it's very evident there in Grant Park uh, of the finding ways to do that while also retrofitting into uh, uh, a spot that was previously another business. So, uh, and like one aspect that I think is unique, mainly for those who work in like coffee industry, is that the bar stands still, uh, uh, like on the barista side. And I, I love that. Like, it's so just like, I don't know, durable. It's the cleanliness factor on it. It's it's awesome. And I know that like stems from our Savannah Perk Shop. But yeah, that's just a cool a cool aspect for if there's anyone in Breezes who are listening. I think like it's a really representation cool. of Kaizen on a higher level is the shop <laughs> progress from going from H2 to, to Grant Park, right? <laughs> that the right. continuous improvement is being personified or exemplified, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, I think any barista, because of how intentional we are in creating systems and workflow, any of our baristas from any of our shops can probably work at another shop like that, no problem, and be able to make coffee pool shots uh, without much direction at all because of how well we do that. That's awesome. All right, Josh. So I know you did your homework on this because you listen. You listened to uh, the Brad podcast. So all right, uh, at at the end, uh, as we're coming up on time, the question that I ask is, what perk coffee uh, best personifies you? Or like, if you were a perk coffee, what would you be? Is the simple way to ask that. But not one, not like one that you like to drink. One that right. represents who you are. That was that's the hard part. That's the hard part, yeah. Like a coffee or a drink? We're talking about... Well, with you, you can even... Uh, you can bring it to that next level and, and pick a drink if you want. <laughs> We're really going to level it up. The poor people on episode 25 or and beyond, they're going <laughs> to... I'm a good times latte with a Neapolitan ice cream and soy milk. <laughs> I have vanilla drink. Vanilla dream. Uh, <laughs> a good thing that represents me. I'll just say a combo here. Like it's the crunch wrap with the coquito latte. Boom. All right. That's it. Boom. Nice. That's and that's what, gonna be what, the combo and that's me right there. What's I'm the side of sausage? The... <laughs> <laughs> Even though I can't eat a crunch wrap right now because I'm doing a diet, but yeah. It is what it is. <sighs> You're supposed are, to wait till after the holidays for that. Just, I can have a crunch wrap minus almost everything. But the egg and put the egg and eggs. Eggs. <laughs> eggs gotta be okay. Yeah. Most diets you can have eggs. Yeah. Yeah. That's no a, that's an amber order. Sauce scrambled eggs on a plate. Yeah. With our sauce. Oh, those are um I mean, soft scrambled eggs are yummy. I used to hate soft scrambled eggs, but really come to enjoy that like creamy texture All right. Sorry. Yeah. We're all dads here. We all have multiple children. I got a dad joke for us to, to finish oh, this geez. off. Ready? Oh, God. It's not a bad one. It's is... not a dirty one. It's not a bad or a dirty one. It's not a bad or a dirty one. Okay. Why did the chicken cross the playground? <laughs> oh. To get to the other slide. Get it? Slide. <laughs> Okay, oh, <laughs> that one was approved. Yeah. I didn't want to have to figure out the editing software after. <laughs> <laughs> nice. no, that that would be funny if I said that and then the podcast just turned off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, any final thoughts anybody wants to give on Grant Park or um, experiences that should that people should the people want to know what should I do when I go to a perk shop? They're screaming in my ear right now. I have a connection to the people. Not really. Ask for but... Jesh. Jesh is the best. <laughs> There's, if you don't have Jesh in your life, your, your, your life is less meaningful. Well, you know what they, what they need to do is ask the barista uh, questions, talk to them ask for recommendations. Uh, like I, one of the things that we, you know, teach obviously is how important for us is guest experience, and we're there to 
take coffee seriously, but not ourselves. Uh, and that all shows from all the way from the beginning interaction on uh, when you're doing your order. So when you come in, just talk to the barista and ask them what's good and uh, let us show you what we have. Love that. Yeah. That's yes. Love right. it. Thanks for joining us. Leave Jesh. it to Jesh to get the answer correct. I messed up. <laughs> You got the answer right. You want to hear a dad joke? <laughs> oh, God, uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you in a few weeks. Why don't mom get moms don't get jokes? I don't know any mom jokes. All right. <laughs>